The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hey, welcome in, guys, to the Hoop Ball presentation. This is the Hoop Ball Celtics podcast. You can follow us on Twitter for your show drops and updates. I am the host, Patrick Lounsbury, Celtics enthusiast. You can also find me on Twitter at Ballin Opinions. That is B A L L I N O P I N I O N S for anything Celtics related. Today, we're going to be going over an explosive performance by downtown Jalen Brown as Boston takes down the Magic in a 112 to 96 win. We'll be going into some of the good stuff that, from the game and, and going to save us from the bad by only going into a few little things that I saw and then just going to jump into some final thoughts, probably going to giving Jalen Brown some praise there and on a very historical night and, and just talk some more Celtics basketball. Let's just jump into some of the good stuff we did see in this game. Ball movement very clear early on to start um, the game off. Tatum had a beautiful backdoor cut. For an easy dunk, I enjoyed seeing the Celtics take the initiative and attack in the paint early on. I thought, you know, having your star player who Jason Tatum has been known in the past to really get off to these slower starts, a good way to get him involved early on is maybe getting him to move off ball and getting something very relatively easy. Just seeing the ball go in the hoop to start out the game is something always very encouraging. Uh, Defense intensity and effort a lot better than we've seen to start the first quarter. Thought they came out with some purpose. Looks like they've been they've been tired of losing, so they kind of wanted to get back on track. They did a good job of of really putting a, a an excessive effort into the defensive side of the ball. I I do say that the the perimeter defense still lacks at times, but as far as at least trying to recover on those and, and getting back to those closeouts. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, as well as uh, attacking and drawing fouls, they got Aaron Gordon with quick two fouls in five minutes into the game. They did a, a good job of not selling for jumpers. They took the initiative of putting pressure on the defense and seeing what they can get with it. And even if they don't end up, per se, getting to the rim and making shots there, by them at least being aggressive, the defense starts to collapse and gets into that accommodation of like, oh, we got to collapse and collapse. And later down in the game, even in the quarter, you can have the perimeter be a little bit more soft as far as the coverage on it because they've noticed how much of the team is, is being really initiative is going into the paint. Jason Tatum, really good first quarter. He was 4 or 5. He had 11 points. Uh, he just... Good start, man. He he hit three of three from deep. He was filling it. We had Jason Tatum, and it all started off with that that cut backdoor cut. I think the Celtics need to do a lot more backdoor cuts. I've noticed that they're very rare, and it's concerning that they're rare because they're they're easy points. Once you get the backdoor cut, you're you're almost guaranteed to get some type of layup, and if not, somebody comes over and rotates. You're hoping to at least draw a foul and get, and get to the free throw line and and get your shot on point and, and get in motion. So Jason Tatum got going early, really took advantage, hit a lot of tough jumpers, and he was he was feeling himself. Jason Tatum was saying, you know what, 
I'm just going to go out there and have me a quarter and, and drop the 11 points. So good start by Jason Tatum, who recently has, has not always been the best as far as starting out games. Late in the second quarter, Celtics did a good job on Vooch, making it harder on the All-Star. I thought they did a good job of just pushing him outside of the paint, trying to make sure that, you know, if he's going to get a shot off, it, you got to make it a semi-tough. I mean, it's hard to push him out. He also turns around and, and, and hits a, the jumper at a very nice clip as well. He can stretch the floor. He shoots well. Vooch is an all-star for a reason, and I think people underestimate his ability on a basketball court, but I thought the Celtics did a group effort and good job of making sure Vooch didn't get comfortable when he got the ball in the paint in the post, and they did a good job of just, just really getting into his face. Um, Celtics did a wonderful job of using the sag off. Tatum uh, kept taking advantage every time he got a pick and roll. The defense, especially Aaron Gordon, was going so far under it. Or, or Aaron Gordon, sorry. Aaron Gordon was going over the top of the screen. And the big who was guarding Tice a lot of times would be sitting so far back that Tatum had a wide open three point jumper. And Tatum was just stepping right into it. And he had back-to-back wide-open looks and made him pay both times. Jason Tatum just just being Jason Tatum, man. I mean, if you're going to give him four or five feet of space out of a pick-and-roll into a three-pointer, I'm going to take that all day. I think Jason Tatum's going to take that all day. And and he's just going to say thank you. You know, thanks for the, the free, free fries with my burger because – this is going in every time. So I thought Jason Tatum did a good job of, of just making them pay. Uh, they definitely made those adjustments after the first half. They weren't sagging off as much. They actually started to get up in Jason Tatum and try to force him to kick the ball or swing it. Celtics held Orlando to six points in that last six minutes of the second quarter, having a just a, a great defensive stretch where everybody was doing their best to get out to their assignment and making them work hard and, and rotating the ball. And even when they were rotating the ball, getting making sure that they were there when the ball got there, they were cutting off uh, driving lanes. They were being disruptive. They had a lot of energy. I, I just enjoyed the fact that the Celtics had a, a very extended defensive stretch where they looked really good. Um, this was the team that we were hoping to see on the defensive end. This was a team that is more of Brad Stevens type of team where Brad has always had these really solid defensive type teams. And this year has been one of the worst defensive teams he's coached. So seeing them play well on that end, uh, especially for a, a good solid six minute stretch, some encouraging play there uh, especially going forward hoping that we can build on some consistency in that department boston has has not been great on the defensive side this year and it's it's shown a lot that you know they don't have as much offensive power either as they have with the luxury of having like a hayward or like a deep bench so they're going to need to be able to play defense and keep teams within reach so that their offense isn't so heavily relied on uh, ball movement was very good to start the third leading to beautiful looks I thought even if when they weren't dropping the Celtics were getting the good looks that they needed and that's that's all you really want from Boston is I I, I tell people this all the time is is that 
even if the ball movement is really good and, and you're missing open shots, at least they're open shots. Like, uh, I get frustrated at times when it just seems like you have one person or two people involved in the offense, and even if they make the shot, you're just like, well, you got three people who never touch the ball or are finding any type of rhythm. At least when ball movement's really good and everybody's touching the ball, even if one person makes the shot or even misses a shot, the team's like, dang, we got a good look out of that. Let's build on that. There's something to build there, and I think that's something that's always encouraging. And I think the Celtics are best when the ball is moving because then their stars don't have to work as hard and, and exhaust as much energy on that end. Uh, the 329 mark of that third as Boston puts the ball movement display ending in a wide open Neesmith three that hits nothing but net was exactly what I would picture how the Boston Celtics need to start playing offense. It really started out at the top of the key to where it ended up in bottom uh, under the rim to Marcus Smart, who then swung it out to the wing on the right side. And Neesmith just was wide open, had an easy look, and he knocked it down. And that's the type of shots we need to start generating, especially with a bench full of young rookies. Because Aaron Neesmith, right, who we drafted at 14th overall and was expecting to be like this sharpshooter, this, this guy who was supposed to unlock like that spacing factor for Boston. Well, a key part of unlocking him and helping his development and his confidence at this level in the NBA is by generating good shots so that when he is getting these shots, he he's hitting them and then that confidence meter goes up and up. And then maybe when the shots aren't as easy looking, but he has already built that confidence, he already has the mindset, well, I hit this shot all the time when I'm open. You getting in my way is not going to matter to me at this point. So I think that's just key of, of getting generating good looks for Boston is going to help the development process of the young players on the team. Um, So just need to look forward into seeing how consistent they can get at keeping the ball moving around the court. At the 6.06 mark of the fourth quarter, Jalen Brown gets Vooch on a switch and delivers uh, a hell of a set of dribbling moves. I'm talking he put Vooch in the spin cycle, man. He, he put him in the dry and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sauce it up. And he had an amazing step back three for the ninth of the game that was ninth for three pointer of the game i was just like holy smoke like Jalen brown was feeling that that shot had a rainbow on it it was i i thought i was like oh no if this goes in man and it went right through and uh, it made me speechless how it is making me right now man i, I just try and reprocessing that in my head i'm just like wow like Jalen brown really just caught fire and, and made some ridiculous shots and then at the 518 mark of the fourth, Brown connects with his with with Daniel Tice on an impressive alley oop finish. Uh, it was one of those alley oops where I was just like, man, I thought this would be only an alley oop that Time Lord could kind of go up and get, but Daniel Tice got up, man. He got up and he he came in for the for the for the dunk, man. It was it was a nice setup there. Boston really uh, did a good job where they they almost looked like they were letting Orlando back in it, and then they put the cap back on the bottle and, and said, nope, we're, we're going to take this one home tonight. And they did a good job of, of just being consistent down the end and pulling away a victory. 
as far as the some of the little bad things we we saw in this game, um, there wasn't much. I don't want to harp on them too bad because, as of lately, you know, um, I felt like we've been really crushing into them, and I, I kind of want to take it easy tonight on them. Uh, perimeter defense uh, still needs to be better. I thought there was too many open looks, although they weren't hitting for Orlando. I and I did like the effort that Boston put forward as far as closing out. But the fact was, sometimes they were getting caught like four or five feet away from the shooter instead of like three feet. So it wasn't like they were recovering from like three feet every time. These guys were recovering from like, man, where were you? You were in no man's land. You need to get up on this guy. So definitely need to take more emphasis on guarding the perimeter and and really limiting those those free shots because. On a you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that Orlando's not a good team, but I'm just saying like when you're when you're going against a a Brooklyn Nets team of a James Harden and a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant when they're healthy, these open looks, man, these habits of of leaving these guys open, that's that's just not gonna cut it. The, it's gonna put you in situations where you're really looking at yourself and going, wow, like now we're down twenty, like it it could be easily turned like that, and or it. Just giving up, generating, you know, giving up those generated looks, I think, ends up really putting a bad habit in your system. And if, per se, you know, one night you're going against one of these elite teams with who has, uh, you know, an all star on their team of James Harden or Kyrie Irving's caliber, and say they're start off the game 0 4, but Next thing you know, your your defense isn't playing well on the perimeter or not closing out well. Well, Kyrie Irving's going to get a, a practice-type level shot, and he's going to see it go in, and that could be what starts getting him rolling. So I, I just really want to see him be more committed and maybe not pull in so much on drives. Like, it's it's okay to help, but don't overhelp. There's, there's a situation where, like, overhelping is too much. Uh, the first quarter had moments where the fouls just weren't smart at all. I thought that they just did a bad job of like getting in the way of of a driver and and doing a lazy foul where like they don't want to move their feet. Instead, they kind of smack down and and just kind of bail out the other team or like they're late in the shot clock and it's like three seconds in the shot clock and you did a dumb foul and gave them a, a refresh start at that. So. Boston definitely needs to get better at at controlling, you know, being more more disciplined as far as containing themselves as far as when it comes to fouling. Definitely needed to not be so undisciplined. Bench also only had five points in the first half. Just a a big-time concern is Boston's depth, man. Uh, I've I've talked about it uh, briefly before, but... I wonder if this is one of the worst bench units the Celtics have had, maybe in the Brad Stevens era. I, I I'm not 100 sure, but like, uh, I just feel like the rotation is very thin outside of like Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard. Like, who consistently gets minutes off the bench like that? Let's see. The bench ended up finishing. Pulling up the stats here real quick. Six, eight, nine, seventeen points. Seventeen points off the bench in a hundred and twelve point win. 
I mean, it just says that our, our starters played uh, amazing basketball tonight. But also that, like, we need help. We need help off the bench. There's no way that, like, your bench-leading scorer should only have five points in Peyton Pritchard. Like, that is atrocious. My Lord. I'm, I'm just looking at these stats now. I'm just like, whew. Um, so, so Boston got bailed out tonight um, from an amazing Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum show where they just couldn't seem to have missed from three. And Kemba Walker had a solid game where he had 14 points and was five rebounds and four assists, had some, a couple steals. And, and so far, you know, uh, I think Boston just is looking for that player that's like, hey – Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be the guy off the bench that that is going to step up and, and be consistent for him? And by this point of the season, you were hoping there was somebody. I know Boston, with the draft of Neesmith and Pritchard at, and Neesmith at 14, probably were hoping that Neesmith was that guy. Earlier on in the season, Peyton Pritchard looked like that guy. And we're at this point of the season, and we're like, well, they're rookies. You can't depend on that. So, uh, as far as, like, coming up to the trade deadline and everything, maybe they look to acquire somebody for that bench role to maybe give it a little bit more punch off the bench. Um, I'm unsure. <laughs> and uh, I, I think Boston just, they, they really need, they really need some type of punch there. Um, Neesmith needs to also learn to be more in control he just picks up fouls too easily, man. He's I, I get he gets out there and he's excited and, and we like that aggression. But there's a difference with having a like being aggressive and having being aggressive with control. And I think that's where he needs to start learning that is being able to to make a, a def, a offensive player work hard without him coming at the expense of him drawing, you know, giving up a foul. And I think sometimes he he just gets a little too happy or, or puts himself in a little bad position in defense that ends up turning into being a foul. So I'm hoping that Neesmith, you know, with more playing time going down the line can can clean that up as well as, you know, when the Celtics finally slow down after a busy week this week to hopefully uh, get some more practice days in and, and maybe help him out with that as well. Uh, Boston did have a, a pretty cold fourth quarter start and let the Magic crawl back from a 21-point deficit to bring it within 8 at that 9.20 mark. It looked like it was about to be a collapse again, and you're just going to be like, oh, no, here we go. Here's New Orleans all over again. You know, And New Orleans ended up coming back from like a 24-point deficit, I think it was. So actually it may have been more than that. But, but just Boston needs to learn – they got to stop putting their foot off the gas. They get too comfortable when they're up a good amount. And it's like, these are moments where they need to capitalize. And I also think that the depth hurts them in this situation. Cause it's like, they want to sit down a Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown during these moments where they get up 20 points. But at the same time, it's like, who's generating the offense. You know, when you, when your starters sit and say you put in your bench unit, the start of fourth quarter, your bench unit is not able to hold on to a lead so who like what do you do like you need that that bench unit to at least hold on or at least give some type of 
break to these Jason Tatums and, and Jalen Browns on the team who are playing sometimes 38 minutes a night, 36 minutes a night. Let's see how many um, minutes tonight. Jason Tatum had 29, which was good. Kemba Walker had 32. Jalen Brown had 33. So, I mean, in a, in a win where it felt like they were in control most of the game, I was I would have hoped that they were able to keep their starters all on about 30 minutes or under, but, you know, that, that stretch there to start out the fourth quarter, allowing... Uh, Orlando to crawl back a little bit definitely uh, put Boston in a situation where they had to play their starters a little bit more than they probably should have. But other than that, though, uh, I I will say that the Celtics did a lot of good things in this game. I thought the ball move was good. I, I thought they they really um, the starters did a really good job. And and going into these final thoughts here, um, we're gonna be talking about Jalen Brown, obviously, who had a big night. Jalen Brown. He fell one point, one three-point shot short of tying the most three-point field goals in a Celtics game. Who actually was held by his current teammate right now, Marcus Smart. And Jalen Brown was asked about it after the game. He was like, "I didn't realize I was one away from Marcus Smart. Had I known that, I would have chucked four or six more three-pointer attempts up just to try and beat him." Um, I thought that was kind of funny uh, how Jalen Brown wanted to beat it and didn't realize it. Um, Marcus Smart actually set that record against the Suns on January 18th of last year. So it, it wasn't that long ago that that record was set. But, you know, Marcus Smart, 11 three-pointers in a game. And Jalen Brown now tied for, or no, he's by himself actually for the second most in Celtics history in a single game. At 10, like, so have a game, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had a wonderful night scoring a team high of 34 points. He was 10 of 19 from deep and 12 of 24 total from the field. So just two two field goals that weren't three-pointers, and he didn't have any free throws, which was kind of shocking. But I will say this, that he took all but six or all but five shots from three so and he hit 10 of them he hit over 50 percent from three tonight just uh, a barrage of of three-point bombs is going i like to say when he when he's on fire from there i just say it's downtown jalen brown baby and downtown jalen brown showed up tonight um, the Celtics as a team were also one shy of the franchise record for most threes in a game uh, as they had 23, which is still good enough for second. They had 24 made against the Bucks back on November 1st of 2018. So these Celtics uh, three-point records are, are definitely more relatively set and they've been close to being broken. So I think moving forward with this duo, as long as they're able to keep them intact and stay healthy, I, I wouldn't be shocked for some of those records to start dropping at all. Um, just a, a little bit more of a recap of, of the game is, you know, Jason Tatum had 23 points. Um, the Celtics ended up snapping that, that three-game losing streak. Uh, I remember Jalen Brown said after the game he, he lost count at some point with his threes. And, and how he wished that somebody would have told him that he had that how close he was to Marcus Mark because he would have fired five or six more just to beat him. Uh, 
it's it's just a, a nice win after the team has been in, in a funk in some ways with with the stuff that's that's just been who they are you know and, and I think Brad Stevens knows that they've seen what they've seen is that they do when their their backs are against the wall this team sometimes fights back and and they they're really doing a good job of canceling the media out right now because right now these these hard times are are just they're hard. The Celtics have been having some of the roughest times of the season right now. Uh, Kemba Walker had a had a little scare. He was tripped up and and stayed on the floor for a bit, favoring his left knee before he headed to the bench. He he checked back in later in the fourth. And Smart, who had been on minutes restrictions since missing eighteen games with a with that left calf strain, he played thirty three minutes tonight for the for the second straight game. He had eleven points, eight assists, so. Tatum had scored 19 in the first half out of the the 23 uh, total in the game, uh, including that five of seven from three point range. Just just straight dogging, uh, getting ready here. Uh, I think uh, the Celtics end up playing next, hosting. Uh, oh, they don't host. They actually go on a three city road trip. They visit Memphis on Monday uh, to start a four-game, three-city road trip. So they'll be they'll be playing four games on the road next. It's gonna be a, a tough stretch for Boston. They it'll be a test to see where this team is at right now, as far as how hungry they are and dedicated they are to turning this ship around. I hope that even if they, I'm hoping for like at least a two and two road trip. Three and one would be ideal. Four and one, I'd be like yes. One and three would be concerning, and own four would be uh, a worst case scenario that definitely would put me in a very high alert state. So, uh, I'm hoping that the the Celtics are able to capitalize on and be able to to come through this road trip and and get some good dubs and hopefully turn the ship around. We also got the trade deadline coming up uh, this week. They have a busy week. They have five games this week. So let's just bear with us as as we try to get these shows knocked out as well. Um, but yeah, uh, before we wrap things up though, please go and give the show a follow at Hoopball Celtics. That's Hoopball Celtics on Twitter. Hit the subscribe button, rate and review the show. You can find me on Twitter as well at Ball and Opinions. That's B A L L I N O P I N I O N S as well thank you guys so much i will see you guys next episode here on the hoopball celtics podcast later this has been a hoopball presentation